www.godstoriesradio.com Welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 60. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Trish. So, Fritz, how is your week going? <laughs> My week has been quite the challenge. And it, you know, it is session 60. Can you believe it, Mikey? I can't. 60 testimonies. And it's like I said last week on session 59, there's got to be something on our website that's that's blessing somebody. It's got to be. <laughs> it's just amazing. And he just keeps bringing them, so. Yeah, I've been really challenged this week, and, and I'll put it out there. You know, we got our first, uh, you know, gig, so to speak, uh, doing some voiceovers. And, you know, we sent out our very first voiceover, and it came back. They said they didn't want to use us, and I was pretty angry about that. And then, you know, I just, uh, um, I just know that, that God has better. You, you text me back, and yep. bigger and better, and. I just let it go, and now all of a sudden I've been getting phone calls left and right at it, you know, with things to do. And I don't want to just be busy. I want to be about the Father's business, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's been a good week in that regard, but it was, you know, it was a little irritating to the flesh first off. But I overcame it. All right. I'm pretty tickled about that. <laughs> it was just a test run. It was. I think it was. It was to keep us humble. And it was, I thought it was good too. I think it went good. I did. I did too. I thought it was thought it was good stuff. I'd like to get a little feedback from them, but that's <laughs> not going to happen. So. <laughs> anyway, how about you, Trish? How's it going over there? I am having a blessed week. That's what I'm talking about. I actually um, put down the tuition, half the tuition for my daughter to attend uh, Family Christian Center. Because the folks over at WTLN, um, the radio station, they blessed my daughter with a half-price scholarship. Wow. So we're able to afford for her to go. That's Mr. Bill Files over there, I believe. That's right. The general manager, Bill Files, called me today and said... And I'll bet you Jim was jumping. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he saved a buck. Yeah, he did. A few bucks. Yeah, between that and switching to Geico, that's a happy man. (laughs) No, honestly, if if we did not have the scholarship from them, we would not be able to oh, afford I understand. to oh, send yeah, her. I, I mean, it, it's I like a car payment. That's a amazing. Month. So I just I'm ecstatic over that. Oh, and Jim oh, is I, jumping yeah, for joy. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> I have a couple of shout outs to get yeah. out there. We have a new country that's downloaded. All right. I know. Isn't that awesome? Love new countries. Trinidad, Tobago. Trinidad Tobago. Welcome. Wow, welcome. And also, I wanted to give a local shout out to John Denman and Samantha Nichols. That's Boot Camp John. Love him. 
Ah, they're on our um, Facebook page. If you want to find us on Facebook, it's God Stories Radio. Or on Twitter, it's at God Stories Radio. Shout out to Mr. J.D. Marshall out there driving the yes, roads in the country. And he's listening to us all the time. He has, uh, He pressed the button. We love him. We appreciate him. All right. Thank you. And yes. speaking of, we do have a button that needs to be pushed. Uh, but as Trish was talking about, you know, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And yes, we do have a, a donate button on our website. And we're not ashamed of it because no. it takes uh, not anymore because God the world told around. us to put it there. So, Amen. And we're looking for a home. Yes, we are. We're praying radio. and looking for a home for GSR. Mm-hmm. So, so, do you have any others, Trish? No, that was it. Super cool. Well. Uh, I'll let you introduce our guest. Okay, great. This woman gave me a call. Now, she has a ministry aside from her testimony. We're going to have her daughter give a testimony more on that ministry. That's how she was introduced to me is she was looking to help get help for women on the streets. She happened by Fritz's place of employment someone gave her a card and said hey we'll just say she came by the studio she came by the studio (laughs) she showed up she suited up and showed up (laughs) she called and wanted to give her testimony so we just scheduled her in she said with the first time that i gave her a time she said we're doing dr phil that week so and i thought oh god just keeps getting bigger and bigger (laughs) just blowing it up so with that i'll give you joanna Welcome, Joanna. Welcome, Welcome to Joanna. the show. Well, thank you. Well, I'm going to tell you a little about me. I'm from Jessup, Georgia, a small country town. I grew up as a Baptist, and uh, they wanted me to share some uh, testimonies about how I've seen God work in my life. And uh, you would have to know that I grew up as a Baptist. My mom, there was 10 of us, and we had a farm. And it, it really turned me off because my mother was one thing at church and she was something totally different at home so it turned me off to god and uh, i walked out at the age of 16 and said if this is what god is about i don't want anything to do with him at the age of 26 i had been out in the world for 10 years ended up having four children getting married found myself in the projects and uh was living in the projects and uh working as a waitress separated from my husband i'd go out and party i was a sinner I did all the things that the sinners do, which is party, drink. At the age of 26, I decided that this is not what I wanted and that I was going to end it. So I took and I got some vodka, was my choice of alcohol, and uh, sleeping pills. I didn't want to go into the next year living the way I lived. So I put my four kids to bed. It was New Year's uh, New Year's Eve. Shut the door where they were at, turned the TV on, and there was a preacher on preaching. And I was really cold-hearted toward God. And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, you're the last person I really want to see. And uh, I had said to myself, I said, if my children, you know, I said, my children's not even enough for me to stay alive. Took and um, turned the TV on. There was a pastor on, and he was preaching, and I turned the channel. He was on all 44 channels. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh, that was not a, a coincidence. <laughs> oh, you think so? And, who uh, was the preacher? I don't remember who the preacher oh, was. Okay. I do not remember. What Charles Stanley was it, being um, a Baptist? I, I honestly don't remember who it was. I just, I know his face. I've seen his face. I just, you know, just got on my knees on the carpet and I said, God, if you're real, I want to know that you're real. 
And about that time, the preacher stopped where he was preaching, and he says, there's a young lady out there. Oh, it gets even better. He said that not even your children is enough for you to stay alive. But if you'll surrender your life to God, I promise you, he will make it better. And you will never, ever regret the journey. And he was so right. I've never regretted the journey. So I just, I was on my knees on my in my front room and I said, God, if you're real, and I had my vodka there and I had my sleeping pills, and I said, I don't want nobody to knock on my door. I don't want nobody to call me. I said, I want you to personally come and show me that you are real. Because I had lived in a home that my mother was one thing at church and, and something else at home. It just really turned me off from from God. I just, there was a gray smoke that came down into my front room and you couldn't even see your hand in your in front of your face. I went out underneath the power of God, and when I woke up the next morning, my kids were on top of me and jumping on me, and the alcohol was gone and the drugs were gone. God saved me, delivered me, and set me free. I have never been the same. I would definitely say that was a God thing. They were yes. physically gone from where, they you, were physically where gone. you had set them? Yeah, where I had set them next to me. My goodness. They were physically gone. Wow. And a couple years later, I was talking to a pastor about the gray smoke. And he says, you know, and he showed me in scripture, he says, you know, that is the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, God did come down himself. And he probably took him when he left. And he did. I'm sure. (laughs) Because they were not there and nowhere to be found. I searched the house over. Look at the hair standing up on your arm. (laughs) I know it is on mine. And uh, so God radically changed me. I didn't never step. I've never. I've been saved for 24 years. Haven't stepped foot in another bar. Haven't took another drink of alcohol. Uh, so God totally delivered me and set me free. I didn't go to rehab to get it. Didn't go through the world system. God Himself did it, and that started my journey with Him. I have seen Him do so many miracles. Um, my children can testify. My oldest daughter's here with me. And she can testify just testimonies after testimonies how God has just, you know, just moved heaven and earth to to give us what we need. And if you're if you need anything from God, anything, know that you are the apple of his eye and that he loves you. He loves you. Man, preach it, sister. And Mm -hmm. so he's he's real. He's real. And if you asked him to show up, he will show up. And uh, so he is awesome. So I started doing street ministry. And, uh, of course, I got back with my husband, and we ended up having one more child. So I have five children. Seven years into my ministry, I was doing street ministry, and I've seen miracle after miracle doing street ministry. Whenever I first got saved, I had such a hunger, and I still do, but I had such a hunger for God. It was 3 o'clock in the morning time because the portals of heaven is open from 3 to 5. And that's when the portals of heaven is open, and that's when you can draw the closest to the Father. Isn't that the third watch? That is the third watch. Mm -hmm. From three to five is when the heavens are open. You can draw close to the Father at that time. And it's just like, wow, there's no distractions because it's three to five, everybody else is asleep. I'd get up every morning and spend time with the Father and and seek the Lord, and He would send me out to do stuff. I said, you know, when my kids went off to school, I said, Father, what are we going to do today? because I was a housewife. He would let me know what we were going to do. Either we'd go visit somebody. I have never didn't even know. He'd give me an address, and I'd write down an address. And he'd tell me what they needed, and I'd take it to him, go minister to him. He sent me to a lady's um, hotel. It was a Motel Jessup. And he woke me up about, I must have been about, uh, I was already awake, but uh, from 3 to 5, I was actually in my prayer time. He said, there's a, there's a young lady that wants to commit suicide. 
he says, I need you to go talk to her. I need you to tell her how much I love love her. He says, she's at the Jessup Motel. But he says, I don't want you to leave until 10 till 7. So I went to uh, went to the hotel, drove around the park a lot a few times, and and asked him which which door it was. He uh, showed me which door. I knocked on the door. Didn't know the young lady. Had never seen her before in my life. She came to the door and she had something behind her uh, behind her back, and it was a gun. <laughs> and she had prayed an impossible prayer. The same thing I had prayed whenever I got saved was an impossible prayer, but God made it possible. And I t- introduced myself and told her that Jesus had sent me to talk to her. And I told her what he had told me to tell her, that she, he loved her and, and all her past sins had been forgiven. And that um, she was worth him dying for because she questioned whether or not she was worthy of the Savior's death. That she is worth him dying for because that's the reason he died was he died for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything, nothing nothing we could have possibly have done to earn that that's why it's a free gift and i was talking to her about it and then um she just fell on her knees and when she fell the gun it was in her hand and she hit the ground and the gun didn't go off or anything but hit the ground with the gun she and i asked god i said what do you want me to do he said he said i'll take care of the rest two years later my dad was in the hospital with massive heart attack and she remembered who I was and she came up to me and she introduced herself and she says you you remember me and I said no baby I said I I minister to a lot of people I said I don't remember you and uh, she said well she says you came to my hotel room and she said you told me how much Jesus loved me and she said that I got saved and she said God delivered me from the drugs and the prostitution and she said I am now a nurse at the hospital mm. So God took that and saved her and delivered her, and she went to school and she became a nurse. And she was at the hospital taking care of my dad when he mm-hmm. had a heart attack. Isn't that neat when God allows you to see that your seed come yes. to fruition? Well, not only the not seed, a, but she went to help her, and now she was helping her father. Uh, yeah, I know. That's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I love when he does that. Yes, sir. And he said he told her that he would take care of it from here, and he did. And he yes. did. Oh, man. Really? Yes. <laughs> My daughter just handed me a note. She said she wants me to tell about the young boy that I did street ministry um, down there. It was a real bad area. It's where a lot of the um, prostitution and drugs and the police had even warned me not to be in that area because I was white. It was an all black area. It was a real, I mean, it was a really, really bad area. And the police didn't even go down there by themselves. Every time I would go down there, the police would, you know, they would try to stop me from witnessing down there. And I told him, I said, no. I said, God will protect me, mm. and he will keep me. Mm-hmm. So I went down there, and I'm going to tell you two testimonies that happened down on, on Drug Street. Go ahead. Uh, well, actually, three. <laughs> this, uh, there was a bar that was there, and it had been there for years and years and years. And it's back behind the Winn-Dixie and Jessup. The Lord asked me, and he had sent me down there to minister to someone, because he never sent me down there without me going into a prayer and fasting for three days before I went, because I needed to... I needed the protection. And so I always prayed and fasted before I went down on Drug Street. So the uh, so the Lord asked me, me and my friend was there, my partner, and Diane, and um, he asked me, she's my prayer partner, and, and uh, he asked me, he said, uh, do you think I can turn this bar into a church? I said, God, you can do anything. I said, do you want to turn this into a church? He said, yeah. He said, I think I want to turn it into a church. He said, it's been a bar long enough. 
He said, walk around the bar seven times. And he said, anoint the ground when you walk around. And he said, everywhere your feet trot, he says, you will have it in the name of Jesus. And so I did. We walked around it, prayed around it. And within three months, it became a church. And to this day, it's still a church. <laughs> wow. And I Really said it, modern day Gideon. Yeah, it became a church and it's still a church. Um, and there was another um I was down there witnessing, and, and the Lord had sent me down there to get somebody, and I never knew who it was. He always just sent me down there to minister to different people, and I was down there, and it was I'd been there since like 6.30 that night, um, just talking and ministering to different people, and that's where all the prostitutes hung out, and so I always hung out you know, with them and talked to them and ministered to them, and, and uh, the drug dealers. I had to even change cars because they got where they knew my car. And uh, I had two different that church yeah. lady. Here comes that white woman. <laughs> Here comes that white woman. And uh, so they would, uh, you know, because they would stick their hand in the window and offer you drugs. And uh, if they seen it was my car, they would just they would all take off the other direction. And so they would be gone for a while until I got off the street, and then they would come back. Anyway, I was down there witnessing. It got really late. I said, Lord, I said, what is going on? I said, who is it that you want me to minister to? So about 11.30, I walked over to behind the, where the bar was at, and there was a young man. Uh, well, actually, there was a bunch of young men. They were all drug dealers, and they were standing uh, on the restaurant. There was a restaurant there that had a porch. And they were standing there all talking and stuff, and I walked up, and every one of them split except for one, and he couldn't move. The Holy Spirit had him pinned to the wall. I believe that had him pinned to the wall and he could not move and so i walked up to him i said oh i said so you're the one that god wants and he just looked and he was he said she's getting impatient yeah. let me make this easy for her <laughs> and i he and he was black but he just turned almost white and he you know and his eyes just got real big and he was like i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what you're talking about i said oh yeah 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 oh yeah i said lord sent me down here to talk to you i said this is your final warning mm. so i started talking to him and just telling him what the holy spirit said he couldn't get off the wall he said help me he said i am glued to the wall he said what is wrong he said do you have a spell on me <laughs> <laughs> i said no i don't have a spell i said that's called the holy spirit i said he's keeping you in place and I took him by the hand and took him off the wall. And the Lord had me to make him kneel on the porch and look off the porch. And God God never allowed me to see some of the stuff that he showed others. But they would describe it, and he would start crying. And, he's, and what happened was that God just took and opened up the ground. And that little boy could stand there and look into the pits of hell. Mm. Oh, and he man. just started crying. Mm -hmm. And he just started crying and crying and sobbing. He said, can't you help them? Can't you help them? I said, no. I said, they made their decision. I said, and tonight is your night. And this is your final warning. I said, you will choose God tonight, or either you will go where you just looked in at, which is hell. Wow. He got up off his knees, and he was crying, and he, and he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior that night. And he pulled out of his back pocket a track that his mother had given him a track, and on that track it said, 
before midnight to night sun, you will be saved. Mm. It was five till midnight. I got the goosebumps. Oh, boy. <laughs> five till midnight when he got saved. And he ended up being a um, counselor for the police department for young drug dealers. Because mm. he was a drug dealer. And his mother was... <laughs> His mother was an evangelist. Oh. <laughs> so he had no he had no way out of that one. <laughs> no, no. She was probably playing, praying for him for yes. a long time. Oh, yes. Yeah, there was probably a granny involved yep. even yes. before the mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was awesome to watch him get saved. And so, but at five till midnight, he got saved. Wow. And I was like, wow. I said, God, you are so timely. So timely. Yes, he is. He's always. You know, I think we'd live different if we looked at life like that, Mm -hmm. with that kind of urgency. Yes. Amen. Wow. Yes, and 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 I was down there one other time, and I kind of irritated one of the pimps that was down there because I kept taking his girls off the streets and putting them in my house, and getting them cleaned up, getting them delivered, getting them set free and stuff, and. He come down there with a nightstick, and he was he was probably about a head foot taller than me. And uh, <laughs> I seen him when he got out of the car, and he had his little thugs that was with him. And uh, they all came over there, and they surrounded me and my partner, and she turned her back to me, and she started praying. And I said, if you've ever prayed, this would be a good time to pray hard. Because he had a nightstick in his hand. He had a gun in his underneath his shirt there. And uh, so he walked over and he says, so, he says, you're the white woman that's taken all my whores. I was like, hmm. I said, well, I said, yeah, I am taking some ladies off the streets. I said, they're not whores. I said, they belong to my father. Mm. And I said, he sent me to get them. And I said, I'm down here to get them. And he said, well, you're going to stop taking my whores. I said, "Mm, nope. I said, as long as my father sends me down here, I said, I'm coming to get them. And uh, he started he started beating that nightstick in his hand, and I, <laughs> wow! I started praying. I was praying in the Holy Ghost, and I just looked over to my right. I said, "Okay, Lord." I said, and he was just he was yelling and screaming at me and in my face because he's like a head taller than me. So he was down in my face, and um, he was telling me that he could chop me in so many pieces that they would never find all my body parts. And I was just sitting there, you know. And he said, "Aren't you going to say something?" I said, uh-uh. He said, why not? I said, because I'm waiting to hear what the Father has to say. Because I know better than to say something out of the flesh whenever you're confronted in such a situation. Because if you say it out of the flesh, you're fixing to get retired. <laughs> you fixing to get hit hard. <laughs> and uh, so I was just standing there just waiting to see what the Father had to say. So anyway, he said, the Father. He said, who is the Father? And he starts in on that, you know, and I was like, he's my Heavenly Father. I said, obviously, you don't know him. He said, no, I don't know nothing about God. I don't like God. I don't know anything about God. I hate God. And da-da-da-da. He just went on and on. I said, hmm. I said, Lord, I said, can you give him a personal manifestation of who you are? And the Holy Spirit said, yeah, I'm going to show him exactly who I am. And about that time, that black guy turned white, and he started backing up. And I said, what are you seeing? Because, see, I couldn't see what he was seeing. And I said, what are you seeing? And he said, no, 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 don't, no, 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 don't come close to me. Don't come close to me. And I said, no. I said, I want you to tell me what you're seeing. He said, no, 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 no. And I said, tell me what you're seeing. He said, there's two nine-foot men, and they are dressed in some kind of armor or something. He said, they got swords drawn on me. And uh, 
And I said, oh, that would be my guardian angels. I said, now, do you need God to go any further and show you his power? He said, no. And he took off. Never, ever had another problem with him. (laughs) And I took as many girls as I wanted to off the streets. He would see me, and he would go the opposite direction, no matter where he saw me at. He said, you about crazy white woman. That's okay. I've been called called worse. And uh, so that was it was a it was an awesome experience to watch God move on, you know, on my behalf. And it just really saddens me that people can say that they're Christians, but they've never seen the move or power of God. That saddens me, because if you are truly a Christian and you are truly seeking God with everything in you, you should see the power mm-hmm. of God because he's not a respecter of persons. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. He's not a respecter of persons. And another, let me tell you another story. My um, my daughter, Amanda, I was actually separated at this time from my husband, and this was after we got saved. Um, he had a problem with me doing street ministry, so that was a constant argument. So anyway, I was waiting tables. My daughter, at the time, she was um, just about 10 years old, and she came home one day from school, and she said, Mom, they're making fun of me. She said, I have holes in my tennis shoes. She goes... She said, kids are making fun of me. And kids can be real cruel. They and, are. Uh, so anyway, and I said, baby, don't worry about it. I said, uh, I'll try to get you a pair tonight when I get off work. And uh, she said, no, no. She said, I don't want you to get me a pair. She said, I want you to pray with me. And she said, I want God to send me a pair. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, God, this one's yours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, okay. I said, no problem. We'll pray. And so we prayed, and she said, oh, and I want him to do it by tomorrow afternoon when I get in from school. I said, oh, okay. All right. This one's God's anyway. I said, I'm sure he's going to do it because it's his. The next morning, she went went off to school, and and uh, there was a lady I'd been ministering to. She was um, a drug addict, and she ended up getting saved, thank God. But anyway, her name was Lucy. She knocked on my door, and I was doing dishes, breakfast dishes, and I, told, uh, I, I didn't even turn around to look. And she knocked on the door, and I said, uh, come on in. And she come in, and, and she said, Miss Joanna, she said, I have something I need to give you. She said, I have an urgency to give this to you. And I said, Okay. And I said, just bring it over. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. She said, I can't do that. She said, you're going to have to come get it. I said, oh, okay. So I walked down the hall where she, her apartment was at. She took me to her bedroom. There was a footlocker that was about four or five foot long by about two or three foot wide and deep, like two or three deep. There was 32 pairs of size six tennis shoes. <laughs> The size that my daughter wore. She worked at a Nike company factory five years prior to, and she was toting around my daughter's blessing for five years. She didn't even know who it was supposed to go to, but 32 pairs of shoes. And she wore size eights. She didn't even wear size six. My daughter wore size six. So when God's got a blessing for you, Hang on. He will. He's going to bring that blessing, and nobody can stop it. Nobody can stop that blessing. He will bring that blessing to you. Five years, that lady. She was a drug addict. 
She was a drug addict. She wasn't even a Christian at the time. She ended up getting use, saved. He will use, he will use anybody yep. he chooses mm-hmm. to use to bless you. When he wants to get a blessing to you, there ain't enough demons in hell to stop that blessing. And so that next that same day, my daughter came in from school and she said, Mom, she didn't ask me if God is in it. She said, where's my pair of shoes that my father sent? And I took her to the bedroom and all 32 pairs of shoes was around the bed. <laughs> and uh, she said, OK, y'all got to go. She says, I want to pray to my father. And she just started crying. And the next day she took shoes to school. She gave away all those shoes except for five pair. Good for her. Yeah, and gave them to the kids that were making fun of her Mm. and told them about Jesus. Hello. Yeah, and how she got them. So God has a blessing for you, and if he's got a blessing for you, there ain't enough demons in hell to stop that blessing. (laughs) Amen. The house that I had for the girls whenever this goes back, I kind of get... This goes back some. Um, I was looking for a house because I was taking the girls. I was going to take the girls off the streets. The Lord had told me to take the girls off the streets. I'd never run a ministry like that. And uh, he told me to take the girls off the streets. And and I was searching over, you know, the little area that we lived in and Jessup and came across this house. And the Lord said, okay, that's the house I want you to put the girls in. I said, well, Lord, that says for sale. And uh, he said, I'm telling you, that's the house. I said, Okay. All right. So I went to the uh, real estate agent that had it listed. The guy was Mark Williams. Mark, if you're listening, thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, Mark, I went into his office and, and I told him, I said, I told him the address of the house. I said, um, I want to get this house for a ministry. And uh, he said, um, the house is for sale. It's not for rent. And I was sitting in the chair in front of his desk. And I said, no, I don't think you quite understand. I said, um, the Lord sent me here. And he told me that that was the house that I was to put the girls in. I said, so now, again, how much do you want to rent that house for? And he said, he said I'm telling you, you do not understand that house is up for sale. It's not for rent. I said, no, you don't understand. I said, you need to call the person that owns the house and tell them that I want that house and I want to rent it and I'm going to pay $500 a month is all I'm paying because that's all the Lord told me I had to pay. And uh, he said... He said, what am I going to do to get you out of my office? I said, you're not until you call the owner. I want to hear them say no. And he said, okay, fine. So he, get, he gets on the phone, and he dials the lady's number. Her name is Ms. Blocker, and she lived in Florida. He had it on speaker, and he told Ms. Blocker, you know, that I was sitting in the office and and that um, I insisted on renting her house, but he said, I insisted on telling her it was for sale, but she's saying no, that the Lord told her that she – could rent this house for $500, and I'm telling her that, no, she can't. And uh, she said, take me off speaker, Mark. So Mark took her off speaker, and and she told him, she said, hand her the phone. I got on the phone with the lady, and the lady told me, you know, she said, tell me what you're going to do exactly with that house. And I told her I was going to take the girls off the streets that were prostitutes, and we were going to minister to them and get their life back together and help them to become productive uh, productive citizens. She said, uh, put Mark back on the phone. And so I put Mark back on the phone, and she told Mark to give me the house. I didn't pay a deposit nor the first month's rent, and for me to take the, for him to take the house off the market, and I could stay there as long as I wanted to. Praise for 500, God. $500. Fritz, you know that house that we've been, you've been seeing? <laughs> so I'm talking about, Joanna. That's probably the new GSR home. I need some of that anointing, you know? <laughs> we just have to go around there and pray around Let's it. do it. I'm with you, girl. Just I want to see pray. some stuff happen. You know, I never thought my life would be so exciting. 
it's had its ups and downs, but through it all, I have seen God just tremendously supply for me. He does. There was this one young lady, I, I've done ministry, I've, I've been in ministry since I've been saved. I had a bus ministry underneath House of Worship ministry, and this is before I started doing taking the girls off the streets. I picked up this one lady, you know, all the time, her and her two kids, and and uh, she was being abused, verbally and physically abused, and and I knew it because I felt it. She never said anything about it. So one day I was standing in my kitchen, and I had just taken out, you know, stuff for dinner and stuff, and my husband worked at the prison. So we got paid on Thursdays, and this was on Monday, and uh, we had five kids. So he said, um, the Lord told me, he said, um, Joanna, he said, um, take out what you're going to have for dinner. He said, everything else that's in your cabinets and everything else in your freezer and refrigerator, he said, I need you to load it up and I need you to take it over. And I don't remember the young lady's name. Take it over to her. Give it to her. He said, I want you to minister to her. So I did that. I mean, I didn't question none. I just bagged it up, you know. And my husband saw me. He said, exactly where are you going with my groceries? I said, oh, I'm taking them over to such and such. And he said, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, you know, we don't get paid till Thursday, right? I said, I know. And he said, uh, and you're taking all of our food that's in our cabinets, and we have five children. I said, don't worry about it. I said, God will supply. He said, okay. And now you got to remember, he was a non-believer. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, look, Joanna, he, he said, I, I have had patience with you. He said, but you are not taking my groceries. I said, no, no, you don't understand. I am taking the groceries, and God will supply. He said, does God know we got five kids? I said, yes, he knows. He will supply. <laughs> it is almost comical how non-believers <laughs> really. Uh, so anyway, I took the groceries over there to the young lady and sit there and minister to her and talk to her and told her that I could get her into a shelter and why she could get out of the abuse situation. And she ended up, a couple of months later, ended up calling me you know, and telling me that she wanted to go to the center. And so I took her over there and she got out of the abusive situation. She ended up becoming a nurse and married a pastor praise god oh boy <laughs> wow and uh, so anyway but whenever i came home after that 45 minutes of ministering to her and stuff and came back home and my husband was sitting there on the steps and he was just shaking his head he said how do y'all do it i said well i've been gone i said so i'm not quite sure what you're talking about he said how do y'all do it i said do what and he said go in there and look while i was gone there was a guy him and his wife brought over they have eight children they had just got through shopping at the grocery store for a whole month for eight children and them themselves so 10 people and they just got through shopping at the grocery store and while he was standing in the grocery store line checking out the holy spirit had told him to take the groceries to my house he was a guy that went to our church brother john ramsey he brought the groceries. God, actually, he didn't even have my address. He had to ask the Holy Spirit for my address. Mm-hmm. So tell me, folks. I mean, the Holy Spirit speaks. So the, uh, the Holy Spirit gave him the address, and he came to my house and dropped off groceries, so many that wouldn't even fit in my freezer and none of my cabinets. I mean, my cabinets are just running over. I still have food all over on the table and on the, sh- on the sides and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not even all the groceries wouldn't even fit. Obedience brings blessings. Yes. And it couldn't even fit it all in there. So I took all my extras and took it over to her. Made a trip back over to her house and gave her all my extras mm-hmm. and took it to her. I called him and thanked him for it and stuff. And Wednesday, that happened on Monday. Wednesday, he got a call because he did um, like seal bids over on the military post. And he bought um, stuff that was, they didn't know what was in 
the containers when they bought them. They just did a sealed bid. He had bidded $20 on a um, container. On that Wednesday, I actually got a call from Post, and he went over there and opened up the container to see what was in it. There was enough copper that gave him Mm -hmm. $5,000. $5,000 worth of copper was in that container. But I want to know what happened to your husband after that He ended up, well, he ended up making me choose after 14 and a half years of marriage. He told me to choose between him or God. Well, I know which one you chose. Yeah. And and I would too. (laughs) And I told him, I said, that's not really a choice. I said, Uh -uh. you just need to pack your stuff and go. Uh I said, God will take care of me and my children. But you do need to go. And so he left. And then there was uh, another time I was actually doing um, my prayer time and stuff, and the kids went to school, and I had this um, ice cream truck, and it didn't give it like seven miles to a gallon. And it was an old, it was one of the mini buses that um, like the handicapped ride on, and I had turned it into an ice cream truck. Oh, you meant real a real ice cream truck? Yeah, a real ice cream truck. <laughs> it got about seven miles to a gallon. And I did that in the summertime with my kids to earn some money, uh-huh. you know, to do ministry and stuff. So my kids would go and help me, you know, sell the ice cream uh, in the um, areas. The crazy white lady with the ice cream yeah. truck. Yeah, <laughs> I had to have somebody to support ministry. My husband was not helping. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I got into the, he, he said, let's go out to Lake Grace. And uh, the Lord had, I'd been in prayer and stuff, and the Lord said, let's go out to Lake Grace. I said, okay. So I got my boom box, my blanket, my Bible, and, you know, got in the truck, and the truck's sitting on empty. I said, okay, Lord. Hmm. I said, the truck's sitting on empty. I said, we, uh, I, I don't have any money. He said, who owns all the gasoline? I said, you do, Lord. He said, don't worry about it. Just get in there. He said, we're going to go to Lake Grace. Now, you got to remember now, Lake Grace is like 30 miles one way out in the middle of nowhere. So that was blind faith. I said, I said oh, okay. And that's like four gallons. <laughs> oh. It was, it was a lot more than that. <laughs> and that was just going there and then coming back. And uh, so anyway, I got out there, spent time with the Lord, and just just had an awesome day. And I had two fishermen out there in the lake, and they come over because I was jumping and a hollering and a, you know praising and a shouting, and they thought there was something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they come over and they said, lady, are you okay? I'm and I was like, I'm the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I said, I'm just praising God. They were like, what? I was like, I'm praising God. They was like, Oh, okay. I said, you just go out there and fish. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. So they went out there and was fishing and stuff. I got done, got back in my vehicle. Before I could get in my vehicle, the Lord had asked me, he said, what do you want, Joanna? I said, you know, Lord, I said, I'd really like to go out to dinner and go bowling. I said, I'd like to go out to dinner and go bowling. And he said, okay, done. And so I got in my vehicle. It was full. Nobody had been around my gas tank. The gas tank was full. He does own all the gas. So we, I got home and went to go collect my mail out of the mailbox, and there was a check there from Southern Bail, which is a, a phone company that we had down south. It would take for $197. And so I called the lady. I said, um, I said ma'am, I, said, I think y'all made a mistake. I said, um, y'all sent me a check for $197. And uh, she said, no, ma'am. She, and she looked it up on the thing, and she said, no, ma'am. She said, it says here on the computer I have. She said, it says... That it's a, a check for you being a good customer. And I just started laughing. I said, ma'am, I, I hardly ever get my bill paid on time. I said, so that couldn't possibly be the reason why. I said, but thank you anyway. I said, that check was from my father. I went and cashed it, and I went bowling and went out to dinner. <laughs> and gave my tithes and my offerings. But uh, it's it's been a journey. It's 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 been awesome. It's been amazing. 
there's there's nothing that our Father will withhold from us if we are seeking the kingdom of God. Nothing. The things that, you know, it it really irritates me that, you know, you have Christians sitting on a a seat on a Sunday, and they think they've done their duty. Mm -hmm. And that just really just rubs me raw, because your father sent his son to give his life and you're gonna you're gonna stay within the four walls, and you're not gonna tell anybody about your relationship. You're a closet Christian. Come on, really? Get out of the closet and tell them. Tell people how good your God is. And if you haven't met Him before, just call out on the name of Jesus, because He's there. He knew you before you were ever formed in your mother's belly. He knew you. He knew the destiny that he had on your life and has on your life, and you have a destiny. Don't go to heaven full. That's the one thing I've asked the Father is, please don't take me home before I'm empty. I want to be spent. Everything that you have intended for me to do, I want to do, and I want to be the person that you have called me to be. And I want to share my light with the world. Amen. Amen to that. I needed to hear that. We both did. <laughs> that was my bone. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Joanna, we always pray for a God to throw us a bone. You know, when we're, everybody's on the edge. Every right. once in a while, we have to get talked down off the, the ledge, you know. And man, I'm glad I was here, too. I wasn't even supposed to be here. Yeah, you were supposed to be here. I was supposed to be Amen. here. He didn't want me to miss this for sure. Heck no. Absolutely. Wow. Man, you just lit a fire under me. <laughs> Amen. Holy just, smoke. Yeah, just make sure you go to heaven empty so your father can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to hear. That's it. That's all That's all. everybody's, that's a Christian, that's, that's what they're waiting for when they get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't go to heaven full and your father look at you and say, well, jo- job well done. Because you're still full. I mean, you still have your destiny inside of you. You haven't birthed it. You haven't given birth to it. Mm -mm, Not yet. Strap in. So you have to give birth to that destiny. And you have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you. Not everybody gets cool ice cream trucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how God rolls, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Little bullhorn on the front. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You go running out there, you got ice cream? Nope, got Jesus. There you go. It's better. It's better good for you, too. You it won't cause you any cavities. So. so what a way to do session 60. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. What a what a way to do session 60. <laughs> I got to repeat that. Joanna, we're, the, we're the, uh, the king of shameless plugs here on God Stories Radio. So is there anything you'd like to plug, uh, ministry, website, uh, email address, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you uh, personally and talk with you about what you do and, mm-hmm. and whatnot? Well, the Lord has um, been so gracious. He has allowed me. Um, whenever my husband told me to choose between him or God, I had to quit ministry because I had five children to raise. So I made a promise to the father that when my last one graduated from school, that I would go back into full-time ministry. And trust me, he remembers those promises. Oh, he does. <laughs> better believe it. You better watch what you say. You better make sure that you really want to fulfill that promise mm-hmm. um, before you promise it. So he called me back into full-time ministry. Actually, the weekend my son graduated from high school. He didn't wait. Nope. And but I'm he was down. waiting. Yeah. He waited all that time until my son graduated. 
So he called me back into ministry, and I'm in doing uh, a rose ministry on OBT, which is called Orange Blossom Trail, which is where it's known for a lot of uh, prostitution and drugs. It's um, pretty much the uh, uh, bad area of town. That's kind uh, of the epicenter for that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's where if you want anything, that's where you can find it at. Um, so that's where I do ministry at. We have a rose ministry down there. And we're trying to um, raise the funds to get a home that we can take the girls off for them to do a year program. That ministry is actually called the Glass Slipper Project. And uh, we have that on Facebook, so you can find us on Facebook. But we do need help in raising the funds. I'm not really good about asking for help, so I always have to go to the Father. Well, neither were we. <laughs> and it seems like we both need homes and we both need funds. So we're going we're gonna to tag team this and where two or more agree, yes. there it is. Yes. Amen. Yes. And uh, so, you know, I've gone to the Father and I've asked the Father and he's opened up quite a few doors um, with uh, radio uh, stations and with the Dr. Phil show. And uh, so he's uh, working on it. And uh, behind the scenes, he's working on getting us a place where we can take the young ladies off the streets and get them out of that atmosphere. Uh, we'll have tonight on the show, we'll have a young lady, Sheila. She's um, been on the streets for about 10 years. We met her when we were doing rose ministry. Um, but we take roses down there to the girls. We minister to them. We pray with them. We give them food. We give them uh, something to drink. We give them condoms. And please don't write me about that. Uh, but we give them condoms um, because we want them to protect themselves. It's something they're going to be doing. We just want to help them to protect themselves uh, from any AIDS or STDs. We do minister to them. And we want to take the girls off the streets that's ready to come. And there's quite a few uh, ready to come off the streets. Uh, they, we just have nowhere to put them for the year program. And during that year, we will actually help them to get their education if they don't have it. Um, we will help them to be reunited with their family and their children. Uh, whenever they finish the program, we'll actually help them get their children back if they've lost their children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we will go to the courts for them and fight on their behalf to help them to get reunited with their families. And so that's what we're looking for is a home to be able to do that. And if there's any way that, you know, I I don't want you to give to me. I want you to give because Jesus Christ has laid it on your heart to give. That's right. That's what we ask. Amen. And it's it's Facebook. It's on the Facebook. It's um, uh, the Glass Slipper Slipper. Project. And it's... um, Kissimmee. It's under the Kissimmee, and there's a donation button that you can actually go on there and donate. Okay. Fantastic. Session 60. Wow. I'm blown away. <laughs> Me too. And I'm encouraged. Absolutely. We uh, keep asking for someone to come, you know, give us an encouragement and hope on the, uh, you know, from writing us and blogging us. We got it in person. Yeah. We sure did. God just and that's how God rolls. Yes, yeah. it is. That's how the Father rolls. I just want to say one thing. If there's anyone out there that is looking for a relationship with Jesus Christ, don't put it off. Don't let your friends discourage you. Don't put it off because that is the best relationship you'll ever, ever have. He will become your best friend and he will guide you and lead you. And I'm going to tell you, when you're a new babe in Christ, wow, wow, wow. (laughs) You can just look out for some blessings because you're a new babe in Christ and he just cuddles and huddles his babies. 
And I'm telling you, I got to tell this one. I was coming, I was coming home from uh, Chuck E. Cheese's. Me and my husband had took the kids to one of their birthdays up at Chuck E. Cheese's in Savannah, and it was late. And uh, I love to look at the stars outside because I know that my father hung each and every one of them out there, and uh, he named them when he hung them out there. So I love to look at the stars. And uh, so I was sitting in the van. My husband was driving, and and uh, I got out, and and uh, the Lord just spoke my spirit. And he says, uh, hang out. He said, hang outside with me. He said, I want to talk to you. And I said, okay. And uh, so I hung outside, and uh, he, my husband took the kids in. And, and I said, Lord, I said, what you want to talk about? And I looked up, and it was cloudy. I said, Lord, I said, it would be so awesome to see the stars that you hung there. And it was like somebody took their hand and just wiped away all the clouds and opened up the sky so that he could, so I could see the stars. And uh, when me and the Lord got done talking, he took his hand and went back over the clouds and covered up the stars. (laughs) God is awesome. And if you don't have a relationship with him, don't wait. Because there's nothing, nothing, nothing that your father would not do for you. But you got to know that he loves you with an everlasting love. And unconditionally, none of us deserved his son. None of us, none of us could have paid the price that his son paid. And please don't wait. Surrender and give your heart to Jesus Christ because he will make the difference. Not only will it make your life better here on earth while you're here, but for eternity, you will get to spend eternity in heaven with him. So don't wait. Don't play the games that I've got. I'm 10 years old or 12 years old or 15 years old and I got a lifetime. Don't let Satan tell you that. Give your heart now. How would somebody go about that exactly? Can they you would, walk us through? Yes. They would just they would just ask the Father. They would just say that they 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 know that they're a sinner. And it's only by his grace and mercy that they can be saved. And uh, you just bow your head and you ask the Father into your heart. Ask ask him to give you the Holy Spirit and that you know that he sent Jesus to die on the cross and he rose the third day. Could you do a prayer with us line by line Mm -hmm. of someone repeat after me? Yes. If there's anyone out there that wants to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just bow your head and just recognize that he is the creator and that he loves you with an everlasting love. That he didn't want to live separated from you. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And you just ask Jesus to come into your heart and to forgive you for your sins and your trespasses. And that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. And that one day that he's going to take you to heaven when you die. And if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and was raised on the third day. And if you believe that in your heart and repeat that and say, yes, Father, I believe that Jesus died just for me. If you would have been the only person on this earth, he would have sent Jesus just for you. So know that he loves you that much. And just accept, just ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Just ask him. Ask him to forgive you for your sins and your trespasses. 
and know that he died for you, that he rose on the third day, and that you will go to heaven to be with him and ask him to be to guide you by the Holy Spirit and to cleanse you and to make you white as snow and to take away all the desires of cigarettes, drugs, whatever you're dealing with. Ask him to take all that away from you and to cleanse the temple. And when he will, he will cleanse the temple. And I just, I just say, congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. And if anyone has said that prayer, I do suggest that you look for a, a nearby Bible-based church and plug in and get connected. Yes. Amen. And 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 don't be afraid too to let us know that you prayed right. that prayer. If at you God can't Stories find a church, Radio, a Gmail. Con- you're right. And if you, if you ha- can't find a church, contact us and we'll help you find one. Absolutely. And we we just want to welcome you into the kingdom. Yes. Welcome you as new yes. family. Yes. God Stories Radio at Gmail or uh, contact us on the blog at GodStoriesRadio.com. Twitter, Facebook, any one of those, just let us know, hey, I prayed that prayer with Joanna. I meant it. And uh, we want to welcome you to the family. And yes. as Mike said, you know, help you get plugged in and help you get going. Wow. Session 60, Mikey. Oh, my goodness. Joanna, <laughs> thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank very you for much being for on the show. I know there's some people blessed. I and was. I, I just kind of feel like somebody, uh, somebody's prayed that prayer. Oh, I think then. so too. I felt it. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, hang. Thanks for hanging out with us for this hour. We have just totally been blessed, and I hope you guys have been too. And that wraps it up for session sixty. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God bless. God bless. I've been restless on the inside.